Welcome to Scoop with Steve Football. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Scoop with Steve Football. I'm your host, Stephen Clement, a data scientist slash film junkie with a background in quality control on the coaching staffs at Northwestern Toledo. You can learn more about my background on my Substack, uh, but today I'll be diving into some takeaways on the Chicago Bears offense as I uh, work through some film review in preparation for the uh, 2023 fantasy and gambling seasons. So I'll hop right into it. Um, you know, the more I watch of uh, Justin Fields, and I just checked out, uh, rewatched uh, Week Five against the Vikings and Week Ten against the Lions yesterday. Uh, the more I watch of him, the sillier I think that whole uh, "Do you trade Justin Fields?" narrative. Uh, the sillier I think it was that it picked up so much steam. Um, I get it; it's the off season. You need talking points, and under different circumstances, maybe you know the Kyler Murray circumstances. Of course, you do trade uh, your incumbent quarterback and and take somebody with the number one pick. But uh, with, with Justin Fields, that that just didn't make sense to me. Um, you know, the the box score numbers uh, might not have have been there, and the win loss record certainly was not there for Chicago this year. But when you watch, or at least when I watch Justin Fields, I'm just blown away by his absurd abilities, both as a passer and a runner, and find myself, uh, you know, th- spending a lot of time thinking about how, you know, if Justin Fields adds a little bit more polish and gets in the right offense with the right players, he could be the NFL MVP. So when you talk about, you know, somebody else having more potential than Justin Fields, um, you know, to, that's just something where I, I don't quite understand what you're talking about, no matter who that quarterback is, because the, uh, Justin Fields has as much potential, as much physical ability as anybody playing in the NFL today. Um, you know, the, the great thing is, um, as the 2020, um, at least from a schematic uh, standpoint, the great thing is that as the 2022 season progressed, um, I started to think that uh, Justin Fields is in the right offense right now with, with offensive coordinator Luke Getze, who came over and was in his first year as an NFL offensive coordinator after working for Matt LaFleur up in Green Bay. Now, LaFleur is, uh, you know, comes from uh, working with Kyle Shanahan, is, is part of the, the Shanahan tree and that whole wide boot concept. And, uh, you know, I think that there's uh, one play in that Week 10 game against the Detroit Lions where the, uh, the Bears run a... Um, Uh, run fake to the right wide stretch zone concept uh, you know as you often see with with the ball fakes in the Shanahan offense and uh, Justin Fields is able to uh, boot out left uh, to the the weak side um, on a naked right and uh, from the back side of the the uh, formation uh, Cole Komet is running um, what looks like a seam to start but that that Komet eventually breaks into a post route that he's running um, out to the uh, right side of the field as Justin Fields is whirling around on naked to the left side. So if you can think about that, Fields is uh, fake the handoff moving to his right and is running back to the left side of the field. Cole Komet is running his route to the far right side of the field. Now, this is a difficult throw to make because you're going to have to flip your hips back around and you're going to be throwing the ball far to the tight end or, or whatever receiver this might be. Now, the flip side of that is because the there is so much going on with the run fake to the front side, you're hoping that the defense is going to bite and you're going to have a coverage blown and you're going to have a, a receiver running wide open behind the defense, as was the case in this game against uh, Detroit, where uh, uh, Kirby Joseph, who was uh, the, the center fielder on the play for the Lions defense, um, didn't realize that uh, Komet was coming at him in time and Komet ran right by him. Now, not every throw, uh, every quarterback in the NFL can uh, can make that throw. Um, I can actually think of uh, one instance where uh, 
Zach Wilson um, barely made that throw this past year where he had a wide open tight end on a similar concept and nearly got picked off because the ball didn't have quite enough on it. Now, fortunately for Wilson, he, he did complete that throw. But, you know, when Fields let this one rip to, to Cole Komet on the 50-yarder, he just left absolutely no doubt, um, you know, just capitalized on the concept. And, you know, for, for any coach who's who's working in that Shanahan scheme and, and probably, frankly, for general manager John Lynch and, and head coach Kyle Shanahan out in San Francisco, Watching Justin Fields do that, I mean, it's just what every offensive coordinator in that scheme would dream of. Because when you can, you know, present the the run uh, to the strong side of the concept, right, where you've got the full run fake going and Fields very well could have handed that ball off. And then on the weak side of the concept, you can have, you know, two players with Fields wheeling out to one side and Komet running the route where you're dropping an absolute hammer blow. And then you throw in the fact that on top of that, even if the Lions did pick this up and somebody had run and, and covered Cole Komet, that probably means that Justin Fields is one-on-one with somebody out the back door. And even that isn't a bad situation to be in. So, you know, it's just one concept. And, and as I say, I, uh, I put the video link in the description here if you want to check it out. But it just shows uh, where, you know, Justin Fields just, you know, his unbelievable abilities as an athlete really open up the Shanahan system and, and allow you to do so much more. Now, on top of that, Luke Getzey's not purely running the, the under center Shanahan stuff, right? You see uh, um, situations where they're running uh, zone read to great effect. I thought that Getzey in general did a good way of discovering, uh, not discovering, but um, utilizing um, tactics that allowed Fields to just get out um, clean for 10 to 15 yards running the ball, whether that was zone read to an empty side of the field or whether it was him just tucking the ball on a naked concept where, you know, unlike the one I just described where you were setting up the route to commit where you're just running a naked keeper to to get the quarterback in rhythm and take advantage of the defense being over, over aggressive. So, yeah, I think that, you know, both from a zone read uh, you know, tactics concept, which you could talk about that going back to that Lions game and the 67 yard touchdown run that Fields had where he just splits the whole defense. I mean, that's just a pure zone read tactic, you know, and but you also see him running the ball out of the Shanahan concept. So I think that Luke Getze, you know, obviously first year offensive coordinator um, and, you know, he had moments I'm sure he would like to have back, but you know, I thought that he developed as the year went on. And I think that what he's trying to do schematically or what he did schematically in year one and how that could evolve in year two um, is really promising for, for what Justin Fields could do in the upcoming year. Now, uh, what he can do in year two, um, yeah, well, obviously year three for Justin Fields, but year two for Luke Getze um, is going to uh, expand, you know, markedly because of the addition of DJ Moore. And in uh, an article I wrote over on Substack, I, you know, allude to the fact that it, the fact that the Bears were even in a position to have lost so many games that it mattered when the Texans pulled out that win against the Colts. Um, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous that the Bears ended up with the number one overall pick and that they were able to parlay that pick into a, you know adding a top flight uh, blue chip receiver, at least in my book. And uh, DJ Moore is absolutely that. You know, DJ Moore is a guy who is going to dictate coverage. Um, he is going to draw the defense's attention. He has played five seasons with a subpar quarterback play out in Carolina, and it really hasn't made a difference. It hasn't, um, you know, diminished his ability to show that he can be a threat at all three levels of the defense as a receiver. You know, he can get open deep, short, intermediate. He can, you know, run any route you'd like him to run. And then his signature is that once he has the ball in his hands, 
the whole defense better rally to DJ Moore because whether it's on a four-yard hitch or, you know, a quick slant, there's a chance that he's going to make the first defender miss and he's still going to be running, you know, five, ten seconds later, which is, is never what you want as a defensive coordinator to uh, to see a, a receiver catch a ball and, and still be on his feet running around uh, five, ten seconds later. You know, even if it's not going, you know, directly north and south, um, th- that's never a good sign if, if somebody's, uh, you know— it may, may, uh, keeping the ball in their hands and eluding defenders for that long. So, you know, DJ Moore brings all of that to, to the Chicago Bears here, and I think that he's going to be just such a great fit uh, with Fields in this offense. I mean, if you if you talk about running, like, RPOs with just a slant concept, I mean, you can't find a better player than DJ Moore to run that. Now, on top of that, Chicago actually had a really kind of well-rounded, complementary offense last year in terms of the, the group of players they have at receiver in that you've got, um, in my opinion, a good route runner and a guy who can stretch the field in Darnell Mooney, um, who was probably overmatched as a one, but I think will be a good two. You've got a tight end in Cole Komet, who's very reliable in the short areas and also brings some ability to, to stretch the scene. I mean, nobody's going to uh, confuse Cole Komet with Travis Kelsey, but at the same time, uh, Komet, you know, brings a lot to an offense, uh, kind of like the Kind of he he'd fit great as a Pittsburgh Steelers tight end, right? Like Heath Miller, the the Pat Fryer moose. Um, you know, I think that uh, Komet actually probably uh, compares favorably to Fryer move, and you know, so I think that those are two good pieces. And then you've also got, you know, we'll see what happens with Chase Claypool this year. But the the guy who surprisingly popped out on film to me um is Equinemia St. Brown, who of course never did anything with the Packers. And I know to the chagrin of many Packers fans ran past uh, cornerback Jair Alexander on a double move uh, in their second matchup this season, uh, which, you know, for Packers fans who had seen Equinemius St. Brown do very little for the team on his rookie contract to, to see him running by your hundred million dollar quarterback was uh, rather disconcerting. Um, I'm, I'm, I actually know, you know, no, cause I, my, my, Pops is from Wisconsin and grew up a Packers fan, so I know how my brother felt about that one for sure. Um, but, you know, I was, uh, as I watched more and more during the season, I was impressed with uh, what, what St. Brown brought to the table. Now, you're talking about your number four receiver, right? But, you know, whether it's Chase Claypool or whether it's Equinemius St. Brown, I think you're talking about two guys with great length, uh, which shows up in their stride length and their ability to, you know, threaten down the thread in once they you know open up their stride and get up to top speed now that can show up on a jet sweep in the backfield that can show up on a crossing route could show up on a vertical route um i don't think either one of these guys is about to become a super complete route runner but when you're slotting them in as a four to stretch the field uh especially when you're playing with a quarterback uh who has arm strength like Justin Fields? I mean that that's a that's a pretty dangerous proposition. So I think that once you you know w- without DJ Moore in the picture, you know the group was really incomplete. They really needed that number one to dictate things. But now that DJ Moore is there, I, I think that you know this is a very dangerous group of weapons. And I also like that you know Deontay Foreman. Uh, DJ Moore's uh, former uh, teammate in, in Carolina. You know, I always liked Foreman. Um, even, gosh, it was back when he was with the Houston Texans, I want to say, coming out of, out of Texas. But, you know, he had all the, the lower leg injuries, the Achilles. Um, and then, but, you know, he's reemerged in Tennessee and Carolina. He's been healthy the past two years. If he can stay healthy and be the thunder to um, Khalil Herbert's lightning, I, I really like the group of skill players around um, Justin Fields. I don't think that they're threatening to be you know a, a top five group of skill players just because there is a drop off behind dj Moore, but i think they can be uh you know pretty pretty darn good uh, throw in the fact that they uh added uh, darnell Wright in the draft and nate davis up front um hopefully you get a full season help from that interior of tevin jenkins and cody whitehair the incumbents and, and nate david davis the free agent addition 
Um, but, but, you know, if they get those guys out there, um, they have a good chance to be, you know, a very solid group. And, uh, you know, I think, I think that Chicago, they're definitely a dark horse to, uh, to be this good of an offense, but I think that there's everything there to be a top 10, if not a top five NFL offense. And, and in that case, I think that the bears would be a very viable contender to win the NFC North and, uh, you know, in, in an NFC where, uh, it's a very open field, who knows, maybe, maybe we see Chicago go from uh, worst to worst to first and maybe even make some noise in the playoffs. Um, certainly something we've seen in the past in the NFL, uh, team, team rallying from, from worst in the division to first. And I think that, uh, the bears, uh, strike me as a unit that has a, as good a chance to do that as any team in, in 2023. So Anyways, that's it for uh, the Bears on today's show. I uh, also posted some uh, thoughts on their young defensive players that you can check out over on my uh, Substack if you are so inclined. Uh, today, uh, the rest of the day, I will be watching some Carolina Panthers uh, tape, and uh, we'll be uh, back with some thoughts on their 2023 outlook uh, tomorrow. So, as always, uh, thanks for watching. If you can't tell, I love talking NFL football, and if you enjoy listening, so much the better. Hope you all have a great summer day. Uh, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel and Substack, all those things. And uh, until next time, have a good one.